Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of sort of a topical idea of what the Lord tells us to do, which is to fear not. Repeatedly through the Scriptures, more than 300 times, He tells us, not to fear. Okay, he tells individuals, he tells his people, he tells the nation to fear not, fear not. And so we've been looking at some of the scripture today. I want to take us to something that's just been running through my mind in relationship to this. It, it doesn't say to fear not, but it, it shows us something, and I'm not quite sure what it shows us. Okay, does that make any sense? I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm actually thinking about this. I feel like Gomer Pyle. If you remember the episode. When he was sitting in the Quonset hut with the bucket on top of his head, just thinking and thinking and thinking. I sort of feel like that. Uh, this first crossed my mind about a week and a half or two weeks ago in relationship to what's happening this uh, March right now, 2020, in the midst of the coronavirus episode. And uh, this thought has crossed my mind before, uh, over the years, I mean, over the decades, uh, related to a certain portion of Scripture. I was intrigued by what occurred and what happened there. And so... Now, in looking at it and seeing what's happening with us as a people, what's happening within our nation, even what's happening worldwide, I'm even more intrigued by this. So where I want to go is to uh, Genesis 47, 13. And this is the, an account of Joseph, uh, Joseph of Genesis. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you know the bulk of that, of his life. is an amazing story if you've never read it. It's many, many chapters of Genesis, but it's a great account. In Genesis 47, uh, Joseph has already interpreted the, the uh, dreams of Pharaoh and literally told Pharaoh what to do. And Pharaoh put Joseph in charge. And so they had, remember, seven years of a lot of food and seven years of famine. And because of what Joseph had told them to do, they had food. But I've always been intrigued by this in verse 13 of Genesis 47 because of what Joseph did <coughs> for before the king, for the Pharaoh, what he did for Egypt, but actually what he did to them. Okay, what he did to them. So I, I'm going to read this quick because I just wanted to cover this in one episode if possible. Verse 13 says this. Now, there was no food at all in the land because the famine was very severe. So that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Joseph gathered all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought, and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. So when the famine hit, the people came to Joseph, and they bought grain from him. Now remember, Egypt, Joseph the king, had taken 20%, I believe it was, of the land, of the grain every year. So they took this stuff, and then when the famine came, they turned around and sold it back to those that they took it from. Sound familiar, right? So verse 15 continues, when the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us our food for why should we die in your presence for our money is gone. So after a cycle or two of uh, uh, one year they bought with money they had, maybe the next year they could, then they have no money. Joseph literally got all the money from the people and brought it into the coffers of Egypt and brought it into the king's power. Now they're saying, all of our money's gone. So what does Joseph do? Verse 16. 
Then Joseph said, give up your livestock and I will give you food for your livestock since your money is gone. So he says, okay, uh, give me the right to your animals, to your livestock, and then I will give you the food. Verse 18, when that year was ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, we will not hide from my Lord that our money is all spent and the cattle are my Lord's. There is nothing left for my Lord except our bodies and our lands. Verse 19, why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for food, and we and our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. So give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate. The people volunteered themselves into slavery. They said, take us. Take our land, what more do we have? Verse 20. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for every Egyptian sold his field because the famine was severe upon them. Thus the land became Pharaoh's. One more verse here. As for the people, he removed them to the cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Now the reason this always intrigued me was... Uh, what is going on here? Pharaoh winds up owning everything. He owns the land. He owns the cattle. He has all the money, and he owns the people. And God's servant, Joseph, is the one that expedited all this. I think it's a bit of this idea that God gave them over to it. God gave them over, and God gave them over. The people didn't want to worship God, didn't want to worship God, wanted to worship the gods of Egypt. God said, okay, <clears throat> you can have the gods of Egypt. Here's what's going to happen to you. And they found themselves totally enslaved to Egypt. Tell you what, folks, we have done the same exact thing. Uh, we in the Western world, particularly the United States, we have done the same exact thing. Uh, it's been slow. It's been literally over 200 plus years. I can give you history lessons all the way back to 1787, most of which you wouldn't believe from then. But literally the Constitution that we live under right now was a soft coup d'etat. It wasn't at all what the mandate was to... Uh, uh, you know, work on the Articles of Confederation. Patrick Henry knew it. Patrick Henry knew something was up. His great quote was this, not the one that we always think of, give me liberty, give me death. That's great. His greatest quote was this. Uh, he was supposed to go to that Constitutional Convention, and he didn't. And people said, why aren't you going? He said this, I smell a rat. <laughs> I smell a rat. And he was right. Now, it's an amazing Constitution. We have an amazing a constitutional republic that we have, a representative republic, right? But that's not what the intent was. Same things happen right here. Now, there was just an agreement. I just saw it about two hours ago on the news. An agreement has been reached to help people in the midst of this crisis. They're going to throw money and throw money. But the thing that really arrested my attention and caught my ears was that there's going to be loans available to businesses, loans to where you'll be able to get through this thing. Not flat-out grants, not money, but loans. We will loan you money to get over this thing, to bridge you over. And then on the other side, guess what you're going to owe? You're going to owe the debt on that loan. It's the same exact principle, being drawn into this thing to where we're being bought out. And we're being bought out. Our land already has. We have. We think we're free, but we're not. One of the founding fathers had a great line about that. He said, there is no greater slave than someone who thinks they're free. The things that we put up with and that kind of stuff is actually worse than indentured servitude, and we just don't know it. We see a picture here in the scripture of 
if man turns away from God, God will give you over to it and give you over to it and give you over to it to where you wind up selling yourself to the powers that be. So where does that leave us? Don't fear, folks. Don't be disturbed. Don't be in distress. Trust the most high God. Rest in him and he will deliver. He will provide. He'll watch over us. Again, that's Genesis 47. Go read it. It's a really interesting read. I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.